time to get Kev Casey's thoughts on the meeting at Randwick. We're down from a soft six to a soft seven there, talking about David Gately's quaddy from last Saturday. Kev Casey got us off to a flyer with Bailed on last week at Rosehill, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Kev. He's just in shock, Kev. He was uh, still counting the money from that performance of, of Bailed on in the yeah, highway last week. We'll just see if we can get Kev back yeah. online. You there, Kev? Yes, I am. Oh, Good morning. I'm just singing your praises about getting us off to a fly with Bailed on last week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was a good uh, day last weekend. That's absolutely right. Uh, you've got to have them uh, on occasion, and uh, hopefully we can go back to back because, um, you know, it was, uh, it was terrific results how, last week. How are we playing today? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, rain on uh, race day morning is never uh, ideal, so we've got a little downgrade. It looks as though the rain may have uh, almost... Um, wound up, whether we get uh, just another slight downgrade to a, an eight, perhaps, uh, given what's happened over the last half an hour. So uh, that's a bit of a trick, but most of these horses, I think, are pretty comfortable on, on what we're going to have. Uh, that rail position, I'm, I'm normally fine with that, and I don't think it you know, provides any, any bias as a rule, but uh, these things can get complicated when it, when it rains on the day. Uh, look, overall... I think Eduardo's a fascinating horse. I mean, he's just a tick into the red now, which isn't, uh, I suppose, ideal, but um, he's a horse who's worked at the highest grade now for uh, for years and years, and he's, in fact, uh, only had a few horses, three horses, beat him home over the last more than 18 months, which is almost two years, and that's Nature's Drip. Mask Crusader is off a, a below-par prep and home affairs on one occasion, and he's at a 1,000 metres seems his best uh, trip. So I think if you're going to search a little bit into the red, he's a horse, even as a nine-year-old, who's, uh, who looks very, very hard to beat. I've got him marked shorter than he is at the moment. So if you're happy to play that way, um, you could name him as the best of the day. I think Shawfire is an up-and-comer. You look at last prep, he got to the Sydney Cup third up. So, you know, he would appear to be you know going that way again. And here he is, a first up winner, 1,400. So, I mean, he's, it's a different sort of prep for him. But just with that race win under the belt, I think he's nicely suited. $3 probably, um, you wouldn't want to chase any shorter than that. But uh, I think he's pretty hard to beat there. So race five, number one, race eight, number nine, the two uh, main bets for mine. We'll go to the highway again for value, Warren. I, I thought Pure Fuego looks uh, nicely suited here. He's been freshened. Uh, nice little trial win earlier this week. And uh, he could set off them and uh, sit off them and and come with a big rush late. That filly, uh, you know, he's one to respect. She's got good form for a highway, but I think he's a, a tried and true performer at this level. Pure Fuego, race one, number two, at around about twelve dollars. Quaddy for me, uh, two hundred options here. First leg will go one and four. Uh, second leg one, two, nine, fourteen and fifteen. The third leg one, five, six, thirteen and fourteen. And we'll finish up with 8, 9, 13 and 14 for the Queen. Great work, Kevin. Thanks to one of our producers here at RSN 927, Trat Massenhalder, who's right on the job. They've had 8 mil of rain at Randwick since 6am this morning. And just in the last 5 or 10 minutes, another downgrade has come through to a heavy 8. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if we even see some more scratchings during the yeah, rest of the day. Uh, that will, we're yep. down to a heavy 8 already. That will happen. Uh, look, I, I think the horses that I've known, they're pretty comfortable with a, a further downgrade. But no doubt uh, there's going to be some more. We've lost yearning with that downgrade uh, 
a little bit earlier on, we're bound to see uh, at least a few more, I think, with uh, uh, getting down to the heavy now. Good luck today, Kev. Hope you can build on that momentum from last week. Good man. Thanks, Warren. The Red Belly Play of the Day. Thanks to Red Belly Sports. Intelligent betting strategies for results like no other. See for yourself at redbellysports.com.au. Deteriorating tracks are, are never ideal, but uh, let's see if we can find a way to, to navigate this meeting at Randwick today with Ed Kennett from Red Gully Sports. Good morning, Red. You there, Ed? Warren, how are you, mate? It's uh, certainly... Yeah, look, I think you've got to get used to it in Sydney. You guys tend to swap your weather pattern. The years ago, Melbourne was wet and Sydney was dry, but um, certainly very wet up there. Um, i just got to make mention of what we said last week about that... Uh, a three-year-old that we decided to back, and it was it was horrible, although I did get a squeeze at the start and couldn't lead. But I've got to say, um, some of this two-year-old to three-year-old forms just not not looking very promising. We all knew that could happen by virtue of the fact that, you know, the way they, the weather the weather pattern was in the autumn, Warren, it's very hard to take all that form and have any confidence when you're going into spring into a dry track. But I just thought I'd mention that because... It's not all about when you win, it's about when you make mistakes. But um, I'm looking, you know, it was hard to find a race this week, I thought, Warren, because we've got the rail where it is. I think um, prior to the rain, I would have thought, you, you're really going to need to be up there today. You really are, um, like a couple of weeks ago. And I think, um, you know, because the rail's out, we won't get that inside tearing up. So I, I really strongly advise people to pay attention to that because I don't think they'll be, they'll be able to make ground there today which they normally are able to at Ramwick. Um, without saying any more, I, I went to the Furious, which is sort of a little bit trappy, Warren, isn't it? Because you've got, you know, once again, we've got youngsters who did go around, you know, in the autumn, like I just said, and now they've got to reappear here. And we've seen them trial, and, you know, trial's one thing without pressure. But, um, look, I've landed on number three, Paris Dior, because it, it fits all the criteria, in terms of the pattern versus the rail. Um, we saw this horse trial really well. We know this horse can run really well if the track even gets heavier because, you know, in the Percy Sykes, it went around a heavy 10 and managed to win that. So uh, I think it's the right way to go. I think the reason I'm betting in this race, Warren, is because I think number six in secret, who's a horse I really like, um, but I think it's the one that's got the barrier problems here. Um, and it's going to have to really work itself against the pattern. So, um, you know, uh, and the other one is special mention, and uh, I think a horse that can race further forward today is right down the bottom, number 12, Wingardium. Now, Wingardium has been, you know, going great in lesser races, but it, it, it's a horse that screams out to me that it's got so much improvement in it. Um, I think it can race way, way forward. It's normally a horse that's drawn very wide in both its starts, uh, and it's done particularly well in them. Uh, as you would know, but I think today's the day it races more forward. So race six, number three, Paris Dior. I'm just going to settle on that one and just suggest that if you are looking for a rough one in the race, you go down to number 12, Wingardium. Um, that'll be it, Warren, I think, today. Paris Dior's been supported. She's currently at a price of around $3.70 fixed odds with the tab. How, how does the meet, that meet with your assessment? Oh, we back it yesterday at 5.50, and then you've had the scratching of the, the stable maze. Um, this morning, that was about a, a 10% deduction there, but um, we tend to have got some great spoils there. I think where it sits now is 
for mine, right around that price is a little bit dubious. I wouldn't be diving at that, but um, um, yeah, it, it's close to where we have it, Warren, but a little bit under where we have it. Paris Dior, the play for Ed Kennett today, race six, number three, the Furious Stakes at Randwick with potentially something small on number 12, Wingardium, probably uh, an outsider, but at this stage somewhere around about $26 fixed odds. Good luck today, Ed. Cheers, Warren. See you, Marty. Racing at Doombin today, we're currently on a soft six there with a rail out four and a half metres and Bart Sinclair's online to help us find plenty of winners. Good morning to you, Bart. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Good morning, all. We've got nuisance showers around at the moment. They had only 10 mils uh, overnight, uh, soaking sort of rain. So the six is, uh, I think, the right rating at the moment, but just keep an eye on it because there is a little bit of uh, moisture around. So could get to a seven very quickly. We've got a deteriorating track in Sydney and they're not ideal punting uh, punting forums, the deteriorating track. How are you playing the Doom and Meeting at this stage? Yeah, factored in the, the wet track because uh, the forecast all week has been that it was going to rain yesterday. So I'm comfortable with uh, the ones that I've uh, earmarked and I think they'll get through this ground OK as it stands at the moment. Race four, we start. I thought number nine... Be water, my friend. Now he's been very good, winning off bad barriers. Had to go right back to last and, and sustained a really strong run from about the 600 metres. This time he's got the one barrier. Expecting to park a little bit closer and uh, still have that strength at the finish. So keen race four, number nine. Be water, my friend. Uh, straight back into race five, number nine. Gold deal. I like this mare. She uh, ran first up at uh, Ipswich, and it was a really hot pace, and she had to work to sit outside the leader, battled on well. I think she'll take improvement from that, now ready to go to the mile. So race five, number nine, gold deal. And go to race uh, eight, I thought number five, Sir Rocket, was impressive last time. He appreciated going from 1,200 to 1,350. He's got the same distance here today. I think he'll uh, probably sit just behind uh, Snippy Fox, which is quite a tip and does have very good uh, wet form in Sydney. But Sir Rocket, I've got it on top, race eight, number five. Warren, we go to the quaddy. Um, uh, smallish feels in a couple of these legs. Race six, um, I, I thought uh, number eight, La Civas, and ten, uh, off he rather. It's Chris Waller, two runners. He excels in the uh, the middle distance races here in Brisbane. So I think one of those two, eight or ten in the first league. Go to um, race seven, I think Ford, Jetty, um, number three, Aussie Nugget, and Slow Hands will appreciate the soft track. He can improve quickly third up here, four, three, and two. Not much between those three. Go to race five. I like Sir Rocket. Got a big watch on number two, Hassabro. Now with Annabelle Neesham, formerly uh, in New Zealand, where his wet track form was good. And he did have some black type uh, form around him. And um, I thought, thought six um, Snippy Fox has uh, got blinkers on today. And um, as I said earlier, does handle the uh, soft conditions. And race nine, I was with uh, Enterprise Mia last time when she won comfortably. I think this is a bit stronger race, and I don't like the odds, but you've got to have her in there. But I thought number three, Don't Stop, had a really good chance. He's had, he's had a month between runs. He's got a good fresh record, good soft record. Forget his last run. He was backing up. He missed the start badly. His two previous runs, he just had no luck at all. I think if you're looking for value in the last three, but certainly 12 and 7, you've got to put in as well. Three, twelve, and 7 in the last league. Warren? Great work, Bart. The best race four, number nine, race five, number nine, and race eight, number five. 
good luck at Doombin this afternoon. Let's hope that those showers don't persist for too long. Thanks, Warren. Just want to check some late scratchings coming through in Sydney also with that downgrade. We've already got the late scratching of race seven, number nine, Yearning. She came with the downgrade of a soft six to a soft seven. Now race five, number two, Mass Crusader and race two, number 10, Spring Break have now come out with the downgrade to the heavy eight at Randwick where it may well be still raining. So if you're playing at Randwick today, keep an eye on the, the late scratchings and any pattern that may evolve. Just recapping Bart Sinclair's best at Dooman. Race four, number nine. Race five, number nine. And race eight, number five. We're also racing at Morfordville this afternoon. Let's check the scratchings at the Morfordville meeting with Sean Cosgrove. We've got a total of 20 there. It's overcast, around out three metres. The entire circumference out of soft six. Now, race one is clear. Race two, put out one another Ponzi, three black samurai, eight shabarash and ten baby Alex. One, three, eight and ten. Third event, three Hay Michael, number three. The fourth clear, race five, one Lakes Folly, seven Shock Alert, one and seven. Race seven, eight Grandma Gale, ten She's Estrell and thirteen Zero In, eight, ten and thirteen. The eighth, two Solbrook Star, six Dangers and thirteen Heavy Rotation, two, six and thirteen. Race nine, five Cork Harbour, ten Well Known and fourteen The Wizard King, five, ten and fourteen. The final event, race 10, 5, Demando, 9, Rodeo, and 10, Nelly, 13, Made in Milan. 5, 9, 10, and 13. Nadia Horn online to give us all the winners at Morfordville this afternoon. Good morning to you, Nance. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Benchmark racing throughout the program at Morfordville this afternoon, but there's still 10 winners there with a, a big program. How do we play the day? Look, we're going to kick off in race four. I think the seven Take Me North looks very well placed, obviously with Baron Vorster aboard and fitted for three runs back this preparation. This horse improved a lot last time out, and I'm tipping gets to a really good position in the run in this race here today. So race four, number seven, Take Me North, is the first of our specials. We then go into race number five for the next horse that we go to back, and I think that number six, Unlace, represents some value at the price it's currently on offer. They did bet around the 650 mark yesterday. It's now under $5. It's a pretty consistent um, horse, and it gets in well after the claim of the two kilos off with only the 56 and a half. It's going to settle up on speed and does go very well over this type of trip and comes off of a good second last start. So race five, six, unlaced is another one of our specials. And our best bet on the program comes up in the last. Um, I do feel that number one, uh, taunting um, does look very well placed in in this lineup. It was a good effort last time out when a winner first up from a spell, and even though it's drawn the inside, which may be cutting out at this stage of the day, it does have um, Jess Eaton aboard, which she'll be able to navigate where the better part of the track is by this stage. But it does strip fit. You only feel it's going to improve off of its performance uh, last time out, and um, does look very hard to beat. So race four, the seven, race five, the six, and race ten, number one. And our quaddy today will go 11, 12, the first leg, 1, 5, 10, 12, the second, 1, 2, 13 in the third leg, and stand out the one in the last. Great work, Nards. Good luck at Morfordville this afternoon. Thanks, Warren. Hopefully plenty of winners there from Nadia Horn. No doubt there'll be plenty of winners from Harry White, who's looking at the meeting provincially, Victoria, up in sunny Mildura this afternoon. Good morning to you, Harry. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's your overall view of the meeting at Mildura this afternoon? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a typical 
provincial Saturday meeting, but um, a nice enough card from a betting perspective, and I'm actually pretty confident with this um, with my selections today, Warren. We're racing on currently a, a good four track there. Sean Cosgrove, can we just check the key scratchings, the scratchings in general, at the Mildura meeting? Yeah, we've only got a total of ten there, Warren, now in the first takeout five, the stock route, and six, Foxy Eagle, five and six. Race two, two, Marco Sparta, eight, Firebase Coral, 12, Mirror Flores, and 14, Tiger Queen, two, eight, 12, and 14. Then go to race six, one better tomorrow, 10, Sunny Green, and 12, Opacina, one, 10, and 12. And race seven, four, who says you? Number four out of race seven. Quaddy kicks off on race four, Harry, with the seven race card at Mildura. So an early start to the Quaddy in terms of race numbers. Race four is a zero to 58 over the 1,200 metres, and it's clear of scratchings. A couple of last start winners head the market. Jet Jitsu, at its first run for the Bobbin Stable, was able to win at $2.40. Only need time at $5. $7 for Oriental and Diamonds and Pearls, out to $7.50 for 2J. How are you playing the first leg of the Quaddy, Harry? I'm with the favourite was uh, Jet Jitsu, friendless in betting first up for a new stable, but closed off strongly, was an impressive win and produced the fastest last closing split of the meeting when doing so. I like Harry Coffey sticking on, and based on that last start, obviously we can't get the, the $30 odds this time around, but deservedly in the market, I think he can simply win again. 2J steps up to his preferred distance and has won two out of three third up, so that horse looks the danger. Diamonds and Pearl generally comes to hand quickly, and then only need time coming off that last start maiden win at track and trip. I thought was next best, but might be a touch unders considering that was start 26 to knock off that maiden. One, six, seven, five. Race five, second leg of the quaddy, another zero to 58. This one over 1,000 metres, but also clear of scratchings. Media Empire at $2.40 for Sarbasan and Dean Holland. Are you listening at three seventy? Pillbox at seven fifty. that same price for Stirrup. $9 for Cannonburg's Road. Then we're out to double figures. How are you seeing the second leg of the quaddy, Harry? I think that the recent form around Media Empire looks the right form for a race like this, and I've made this horse my best of the day. Two runs back was only narrowly beaten by a horse who then nearly won a stronger race at its next start. And the horse that ran third subsequently won. So the form is just good. He lobs behind the leading pair in the run. I think he gets his chance, and I think he's very well placed. Are you listening? Distance Specialist has placed in two or three prior runs here. And then Wasabi and Highway to Success, they have intertwining form via a run here back in July and again at Swan Hill. Wasabi with no weight on her back, I thought, was the better of those two. One three eight six. Race six at Mildura this afternoon, a zero to 58 over the 1,400 metres. Take out numbers one, 10 and 12. Favourite, Princess Pancakes, $3.80 for Andrew Bobbin and Neil Farley. Sports Idol at $4. $4 also for Heavy Rotation. Canada at $6. Then we're out to double figures. How are we playing the third leg, H? Yeah, this one's a little bit uh, more open. Was I'm happy to be with Sports Idol um, took the lead early in the straight last start and was drawing further in front late through the line. I thought it was a pretty solid maiden win. Uh, the two maidens he contested prior to that had a bit of depth about them and he ran well enough. I just think a race like this is well within reach and that $4, $4.40s, a nice enough price. If you're looking for one at a bit of a price, Golden Fourth, a little hard to gauge off her jump out leading in, but this is the easiest race she's contested since winning her maiden a couple of preparations back. Princess Pancakes, fitter from a first up, second placing, deservedly in the market. Pretty short in betting, though. And then I put heavy rotation in as best of the rest. Two, three, six, eleven. 
The last of seven at Mildura this afternoon, out to 1,900 metres at 0 to 58 grade. Only scratching from the third end acceptors is number four, and swear by her for Paddy Payne and Harry Coffey heads the market at $3.20. Sir Peter, the claim for Lockie overall at $5. I'll be on $7. $8 for Let It Rip Reggie, eight fifty for Ammo Loco and Frag at $9.950 for Hubble. So plenty in single figures here. Harry, how are you seeing the last? I'm with, uh, well, the toppy. Well, not the toppy once... Uh... Lockie overall offsets that weight with three kilos, but a change of tactics for the new stable saw Sir Peter settle further back than usual. He got to the line well enough for a horse that needs further. Interesting to see if he finds the front like he used to do because it looks there for the taking here or if he's ridden to finish off again. Either way, I think he's very well placed in this field, especially with Lockie overall claiming. I'll be gone in a purple patch of form. That's pretty hard to knock. Swear by her, the race favourite, should be at peak fitness now, and I can understand that market support, and then out to frag as next best. One, two, six, three. What's the plan of attack for Mildura, Harry? I'm making my best race five, number one, Meteor Empire. I just think uh, today's the day, and we're still getting $2.50. Value, I couldn't find a heap was, but race seven, number one, Sir Peter at $5.50. Backable price. Quaddy, fairly skinny. First leg, just numbers one and six. Second leg, just numbers one and three. Third leg, two, three, six. Bring it home with one, two, six. And play of the day, I'm hoping to kick off the card with a couple of winners. All up, race one, number one, into race two, number four. No doubt you've cast your eye over a few other meetings, in particular the meeting at the Valley. Is there anything at the Valley that in particular catches your eye or or anything else around the country you're so keen on today? Uh, Valley, really good card. Um, I locked in Mr. Brightside early, no longer probably a, a betting proposition. I think if we're looking for a short and sweet winner was race eight, number five, Uncle Bryn, fitter second up, looks very well placed uh, in a field uh, of that calibre. So I think um, it's a tricky quaddy today, but I think if you're going to trim up one one of the legs, uh, it's the third leg because Uncle Bryn looks very hard to beat with Ben Mellon aboard. He's almost carrying the weight of a nation, Uncle Bryn, at, uh, at the Valley this afternoon. <laughs> Good luck wherever you're playing today, Harry. Thanks, Warren. The races begins. RSN 927's Race Day Morning. Time to switch codes before we head out to the Valley for Michael Felgate, Dan Malecki and Matty Stewart to lead us into Fian Stakes Day. And Dan might already be out there. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Warren. I am indeed a vast in sunshine. Not necessarily the area that we're in right now, but it's uh, quite a lovely morning as it's turned out at Mooney Valley. And, um, well, this used to be the home of harness racing, didn't it? I was going to say that place would hold many special memories for you with your your cross-code connections and plenty of harness racing memories, but also some great thoroughbred memories as well. Oh, absolutely. I felt like it was my second home uh, when I was a kid. And over the years, the amount of times I've been here, even if I had a 20 cent piece for each time, I would have netted a a pretty tidy sum by now. Um, I still fall into the trap occasionally when I talk about going out to Melton as to going to Mooney Valley Trot. So I just can't shake that out of my system, but I don't think I'm the only one. Now, and you'll be heading to Melton later on today, so you'll have to, uh, have to make sure you program yourself to go to the right venue and not just sit in the <laughs> caller's box at the Valley. How do you make a dollar at Melton tonight? I like uh, a two-year-old called El Camino, race four, horse number five. The, the two times that uh, he hasn't won, there's been genuine excuses. Uh, I think he's a real talent. So race four, horse five, El Camino. 
And then uh, later on in the card, one at decent odds, uh, number three, American Alley. More the uh, a dollar a win, $4 a place uh, scenario uh, for him around the 14 or $15 mark. And has Nathan Jack in form, who drove four winners last night, including two group ones. So race four, number five, El Camino, the best in the each way. Race 10, horse number three, American Alley. And for the quaddy, the first leg, one, five, six and eight. Uh, the second leg, 2, 11 and 13. In the uh, third leg, 8 and 10. And the fourth leg, 5, 6 and 8. And the highlight is going to be the Minuteman free-for-all with Lock and Varart and uh, Honolulu Bay, two of the most talked about and certainly the best paces in Victoria at the moment. It's the best free-for-all I've seen for a number of years. So it's uh, an exciting race, one that will be a highlight at 8.42, race 7 tonight at Melton. What are you most looking forward to at the Valley today? Oh, naturally, the Fian's always a ripper race. I know it's a small field and there's been a lot talked about it, but uh, I think it's great placement for by the team with Mr Brightside and uh, he looks the horse to beat. But uh, it, it's always a treacherous day, slightly rain-affected, although improving, we understand. A lot of horses first up. Obviously, we're going to learn a lot more about the day at the end of it than we will the start of it, but it's not going to stop us, is it? Your favourite calling memory, either thoroughbred or uh, or pacing at, at the, the Valley, what stands out in your mind? Yeah, well, naturally, the first big race you would call, uh, Cox Plate, uh, I was able to call a few of them, Better Loosen Up, Elmerad, Surfer's Paradise. Uh, being here for the 92 Cox Plate was amazing. So a lot of history with the Cox Plate. As a kid, I, I remember being here watching Manicato winning a freeway and uh, the harness racing, no doubt the most important race I've ever called, and it might shock a few people considering all the Melbourne Cups and the big thoroughbred races, but the most important race I ever called was the 2000 Inter Dominion. That was won by, uh, won by Shaker Maker. So uh, that stands out. A uh, lot of memories, a lot of special moments at this place. As I said, I, I could have easily had a bed here, and it was pretty much my second home for many decades. Enjoy your time at a special venue today before you head to Melton. Dan, look forward to jumping in the car shortly and listening to yourself, Michael Felgate and Matty, as I head towards the valley. Thanks, Warren. Enjoy your day. Good painting. Good luck. George Ferrugia now to change codes and talk Greyhound Racing with a meeting at the Meadows tonight and the Nationals last weekend, the, the highlight around the country. Good morning to you, George. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What was the, the wash-up and anything we, we really learnt significantly out of the Nationals last week? Oh, it's just that the Victorians got beat, mate, and we're not happy with that. <laughs> we, we like to win those national. Uh, we like to win those Nationals races, but uh, look, um, very well done. Uh, the two um, New South Wales Greyhounds were fantastic, Super Australia, and good odds cash. So they'll. Um, there's some big races coming up, the Sydney Cup um, over the distance and also the Million Dollar Chase. Um, those qualifiers are going on right now, so those greyhounds will be prominent. So uh, hopefully the Vicks can bounce back next year when it's in our hometown. What are we focusing on tonight? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a greyhound that I like in the last race. We've got to wait till the last. There was a, a greyhound that we liked each way, but unfortunately it's scratched. So race 12, number two, Ava Blazer, if she begins as cleanly as she has been, She'll be very, very hard to beat. She's starting to get really good habits out of the boxes. She's got good speed. She's around the $2.70 mark, and I think if she leads, she'll be incredibly hard to beat. So race 12, number two. Those that are having a play on the quaddy, one, five, and six in the first leg. Second leg, three, six, and seven. Third leg, one, two, seven, and eight, and we come home with three, four, and six. There's each tonight of the Top Cat Video Cup, which is at group three level. 
for the distance greyhounds at the Meadows. So um, nice action there tonight. And, of course, we've got heat of the Hillsville Cup tomorrow, which we'll touch on on RSN when we do our preview uh, then. You mentioned the Million Dollar Chase, working with Tim Yateman on the Racing.com coverage during the week. He's one of the part owners in She's a Pearl, and she's uh, hopefully heading towards a race like the Million Dollar Chase and plenty of talk about a potential match race between where she's fast and, and she's a pearl. What's the likelihood of that any time in the near future? Yeah, look, it, it, it's still really high on the agenda because of where it's, it's situated in the calendar. It's a week before the Top Gun, and the Top Gun's an invitation race, obviously, Warren, where um, both of those greyhounds will get will get picked for the Top Gun. There's no doubt there. Actually, she's a pearl got beat yesterday. She ran fourth in the final of a, a, a million-dollar chase qualifier. That doesn't mean she's out of the million-dollar chase. She can um, qualify through a different um, series now. But, uh, yeah, look, she, she, I think she won it like 13 or 14 in a row. So every time you win, I suppose you get a bit closer to a loss. But, um, look, she'll bounce back. Well, she's fast. He's heading towards the Adelaide Cup. So they're, they're taking different routes before they do meet in this match race, which I believe is... Um, scheduled to be for $75,000, which is uh, incredible prize money for a match race and really looking forward to it. I know a lot of Greyhound fans, um, that'll be one race that uh, they won't miss, but She's a Pearl um, has been unbelievable. She's not far away from becoming the highest prize money earner of all time. We just have to wait a little bit longer after yesterday's result, but um, they're both terrific female chasers. Plenty to look forward to in the weeks ahead and hopefully some money to be made at the Meadows tonight. George, thanks for joining us this morning. No worries. Good punting, mate.